welcome to Sixers GM Podcast. I'm joined today by Zach Mosco and an exciting time for the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers closed out round one, winning four games to one um, and are looking to round two, which should begin later this weekend. Zach, what was your takeaway from this first series? Yeah, I mean, you know, more than you and I know more than, you know, anyone how how much this this means and how much this how much we've been waiting for this i mean it came pretty 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 sudden it happened pretty quickly we we thought that you know we saw from last year winning what 28 games that this year is going to be too regular season we thought you know we talked about having even another year in between this crazy growth but now it's been crazy they we were just talking about this they're 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 hot and you look at the addition of J.J. Redick and uh, both Atlanta pickups with Bellinelli and Ilyasova, um, and obviously Ben Simmons perhaps being the, the biggest addition as well as the increase in Embiid's game. Um, do any of those stand out more than the uh, the rest as to reasons why the Sixers have really propelled this season? Um, I, don't, I, I guess we, we've talked about this season before a bunch, but I mean, just looking particularly at the playoffs you know jj's coming huge i mean he's been shooting he's been hot but all this comes that this doesn't just come you know they're not making all their shots i mean they're taking shots too so just looking at these percentages dario's been hot shooting upper 40s in the playoffs before he was shooting the upper 30s in the regular season people are just kind of you know stepping up to the role ursan's been a huge mentor for these guys i guess that's why we we wanted him back that's why you know big brett made the move to to pull them in, I guess. I mean, I think he's been something of a huge influence, especially considering that others like, I don't even think, did Markel even play the last game? No, you know, Markel has only scored five points and has, uh, I think, only played about 15 minutes across all five games. But, yeah, he and Rashawn have been a, a little bit of a disappointment in the sense that they haven't really had an opportunity to play. Um, and you wonder yeah. if, it, if it's if it's injury-based for Markel or if it's just experience and, you know, being, you know, 19 years old and not uh, having any experience, obviously, in the playoffs prior to this as it's first season. They, they really wanted to put in uh, more senior players. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen a lot of minutes from Covington, I think. What Simmons is averaging close to 38, 39 minutes a game, um, which is pretty good considering when we've been up close to 20 points and close up to 19 points when they um, have pulled him out a couple times or last night. TJ had a ton of minutes, played pretty well. Um, but just even looking at, you know, like what's happened to TLC? Like he, I think for a period, was in street clothes and he wasn't doing well, but I think he's getting better now or he's fine now. He, he, he along with Rashawn, have seen – very few minutes, if any, in these playoffs. Yeah, I think TLC uh, actually hasn't played uh, in the playoffs, and I think the reason why is, is because of his injury. Um, but obviously, you know, his, his position is pretty highly contested. Playing the two or the three, he's, he's got to fight. JJ has got to fight. Um, you know, obviously, he, he Rob. He has to fight Justin Anderson at this point. Yeah, and so I think uh, the Heat, obviously, in Game 3, really turning up the Heat, uh, you know, he, he's just not as physically built as uh, as Covington or Anderson, and, and he can't outshoot Reddick. So I, I think even if he had been fully healthy, which we're not sure if he is currently healthy, uh, he would have been in a similar position 
as Rashawn and, and, and probably not played too many minutes. Right. Uh, I'm switching to... Well, yeah. Now, what are you going to say? I was going to say, um, real quick, I mean, just just quick look, something that the people have been talking about. Sixers go up 27, game one. What happens game two? Heat by 10. And then we switch right back to that Sixers by, by 20. So at game two, before Sixers had to readjust, he thought they were going to resume on top. Maybe Grandpa Wade might even be able to pull ahead with this one. What was that? No Embiid? But we had showed that for the previous however many games, we had you know, kept that streak up. Yeah, no Embiid. Um, and, and you're coming in playing uh, a few veterans on the Heat. Uh, and I think that, you know, Losing by 10 is not that significant of a loss that it could have just been randomness or an off night. I don't really think that uh, there was any real reason. Uh, turnovers that game, um, other than that, it, you know, I don't think there was anything too concerning. Um, and clearly once Embiid came back, things were smooth. They, they were just playing better basketball um, over the course of their winning streak before that. Um but yeah, I mean, nothing really looked too scary or concerning over the course of the, you know, the following three games. So, uh, right. what do you what do you look to, uh, I guess, matchup wise? What what are you thinking for round two? Who do you think will play? I mean, it's tough. Um, I mean, it's obviously the, the Celtics or the Bucks, but you know, b- between the two, uh, I know Celtics are up three two. Uh, who do you think would be a better fit? Who do you think would be, uh, you know, ultimately the team that we would uh, do better against? I mean, I guess it's a question first. Yeah, who, who, who do we who do we want to see? That's not really who we get, but who do we want to see? Some would say, well, maybe we want to see the Celtics because the Bucks are making a run, but then maybe that means we want the Bucks because going into this, they were the worst team out of the two. They were worse, so. But, you know, looking at the Trailblazers, you would have said, you know, you would have taken the Pelicans. You know, right now, you, you don't want to go up against, you know, the Pelicans looking hot. Um, that, was, that was the heat, for sure. Yeah, I, but, think, I, think, I think one factor to consider is home court advantage, which does matter in the NBA, um, as well as, obviously, the NFL and most professional sports uh, leagues. But, but if we do play the Celtics, we do have one game fewer at home, as well as, obviously, the first two games uh, on the road, which does make a difference for momentum. Uh, not necessarily a bad thing, per se, if you play on the road, because if you can steal one out of two in Boston, then at that point you have uh, the following games in Philadelphia. But that's a, a factor as well as just the youth of the Celtics. I mean, obviously, uh, Al's playing all right right now, but you know they're a pretty young team, uh, especially with their two, uh, two stars out. So um, I wouldn't mind playing them. Um, I think the Sixers did play well in that final game against the Bucks, and so that could also be a good matchup. Um, I don't see the no, Sixers. I see that, but I, but I, I personally would rather I would take the Bucks because in my mind I see the Greek Freak, and then I see a tier below that. But when I see the Celtics, I see more playoff experience, more you know experience from guys like Kyrie and um, Horford guiding them mentorship even though they might not be getting they're not getting minutes on the court they're recovering but i but but what's going to happen we're going it's, to it's, it's the celtics so i mean that's what i'm going with but who i want is not who who, who we're going to get yeah i mean game six coming up I, I 
is in uh, Milwaukee, so I, I I wouldn't necessarily put it past the Bucks or you know from taking that one and then Game Seven in Boston, I think could go either way. So I I wouldn't necessarily conclude that the Celtics will you know close out the series even in the next two games. I don't think they're significantly better than the Bucks either. Uh, I really think that you know Giannis is the best player on the court between both teams, um, as you know you'd probably agree, and and that uh, the rest of their roster. Uh, you know, matches up well with the exception of maybe Jalen, you know, matching up against Jalen Brown. So um, I think it'll be an interesting final two games, and I think it will be at least a, a five or six game series for round two. I don't think that the Sixers will sweep either of these two teams, but I also don't think that either of these two teams are better. Now, if, if Kyrie were playing, uh, you know, obviously that would be a different story. You're telling me you don't, the Celtics are not straight up right now better than the Bucks. Uh, no, I think they're pretty close. So you think the Celtics just had an easier regular season? No, I, mean, I think they had two superstars. Well, I mean, they had one superstar because obviously, you know, Kyrie was the only one that was playing throughout the season. And his loss uh, is the biggest loss in the NBA this year. And, uh, yeah, I think that that is the reason why they were the two seed. I think if Kyrie hadn't played this season, if that trade hadn't gone through, they would be like a – Five, six, seven seed. Right. I mean, I mean, well, let's looking come back to the Sixers a little bit. I mean, Celtics aren't even in top five points per game. We're not even looking at they were fifth on rebounds per game. They're not even in the top five for assists per game, or field goal percentage, or steals, or any of these um, areas right now. But if we look at you know, we're seeing the Sixers are coming in second for points per game, 114 rebounds. The Sixers are number one assists per game. Sixers in the top five. They're consistently in these steals. You know, so I don't know. I think that if we're going by the by the numbers, the Sixers have a real chance, especially with what's been happening recently, and B coming back and them getting hot and Kyrie being out. So I don't know. I think I, I think I would say we're 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 ready either way, but it doesn't it doesn't mean it's who we want necessarily. But yeah, and I, and I think any analyst would agree that the Sixers are the hottest team over the past 25 games in the NBA, um, with the Rockets coming in as a close second. So, yeah, there there are no teams in the East that concern me. I, I believe that the Sixers, I really think that the Sixers will play the Cavs uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, obviously there's a chance the Cavs lose this series, um, in which case, you know, obviously the Sixers would not be playing the Cavs in the playoffs. Um, but if the Cavs, you know, do fall and the Sixers play the, let's say the Celtics in the second round, I, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, Sixers-Wizards Eastern Conference Finals, Sixers-Raptors. Um, but, yeah, nothing, neither neither of those two teams really scare me at this point for the Sixers. And I, I feel pretty confident saying that uh, I believe that they will be at least in the Eastern Conference Finals, if not in the NBA Finals, and perhaps your 2018 NBA champions, which is insane to think, given that two years ago, you know, we were watching those games and, Saw uh, Jaleel Okafor oh. lead a team to to be ten and seventy two. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I think we have to step back. Real, I mean, looking at the Cavs alone, the scary thing for them is game one, Pacers by eighteen. We didn't see that, but okay. Game two came down within three points. Game three came down within two points. Game four came within four points, and these are all you know tied series. So tied series and with the only game not being close was the Pacers. So I don't see how the Pacers with this momentum don't, you know, get some traction. But, I mean, who, who do they really have? I mean, I guess Oladipo is carrying most of the weight at this point. Uh-huh. But, 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 so it's they have Trevor Booker. Oladipo against 
Oh, it's true. They have Booker coming off with, what, five minutes a game? Yep, and Alex Poitras. Three points game one. Yeah, but, but, but no, I think we're seeing a surprising Oladipo against, against James. And we know and how – I think we know how that's going to end, but – but I guess we don't because the Pacers have the team. The Cavs don't. Yeah, and, and besides uh, Thad, they're a really young team as well. So I don't think that they have a uh, uh, the playoff experience that you need. And, and when you are a five-person uh, sport as opposed to like NF in the NFL or the NHL, um, I think experience matters more because obviously you represent a larger portion of your team playing. Um, and I think in the NBA – you know, if you look back, the past 15 championships do, uh, you know, relate or at least I should say correlate to the age um, and I guess seniority, not even seniority, like the presence of, of some veterans. So definitely important. Right. Um, hopefully we can bring back Elton Brand from the G League to uh, to give us some. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I think that about wraps it up. Any last things you want to discuss? I mean, I guess it was it a coincidence last night that we took the series and hashtag make free. Is that is that a is that a coincidence? I wouldn't say it's a coincidence, but I would say as soon as we found out that he was freed, it uh, removed any doubt in our minds that Game Five would go our way. Um, obviously, he was uh, inspirational to the Eagles in the Super Bowl and is is. Uh, over Lil Dicky in terms of Philly's greatest rapper. Uh, so I, I, I think that once players saw him ring the bell, it was over. Yeah. I mean, it was, he was there with his son last night, the Sixers owner, flying out, going to pick him up, taking him on the private jet home. I mean. It was either that or, or Nick is, Stauskas sitting in the front row. So. Yeah, with his, his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is this is what we're this is what we're looking at. I mean, Brett, Brett Brown going crazy. I mean, this is like not unheard of in basketball, but like let alone what's on the court, what's off the court is what's going to make this special and what is going to give them a serious run, and which is why people are getting scared. And with what Embiid said, he's bringing the nightmare to say the Heat and the rest of the NBA. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to jinx anything and say they're going to make it to the to the finals, but I'm already surpassed where I've been happy. So. The rest of this is just the icing on the cake, but the why stop? But the why, I'm gonna leave it with why, why stop now? Last question for you. Obviously, the Eagles tore down the city following their Super Bowl championship. Do you see just as much, you know, petty crime, or do you think that Sixers fans are, uh, uh, you know, perhaps not ready to burn the city to the ground? I don't think that's the nature of the Sixers. I think they're gonna be posting a lot more on social media, being going along with the whole everything that's going on with Meek, maybe this is the city will turn this into something to actually be political movement and actually push the social justice reform and saying, you know, all these guys, while they're out here winning the chip, fighting for the chip, they're also fighting and visiting Meek in prison in Harrisburg. And, you know, they're flying out by helicopter and they're going there to bring him back the day of the game. And the owners are going there 30 minutes before the game. And I mean, it's bigger than basketball, I think. And with the Eagles, you know, we don't have that inside perspective as much, but, we see them being a little bit wider of a range, just a little bit more of a tight knit community. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to take that energy and, and push it forward to next year. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't we're not tearing down any posts, but, or catching any fires, but there's, it's going to, there's going to be a, it, no matter what happens, it's going to be, it's going to be great. People are going to go, people are going to go crazy as you know they already are, even as the media is right now.
Yeah. I want to see me. I want to see Meek drop a single from this. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, between you know what the Eagles have done and what the Sixers have done, he's got a lot of content to work with. So, all right. Well, this has been Sixers GM podcast. I'm Josh Mosco here with Zach Mosco. Uh, Zach, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs>